Hey, Oasis Church Chicago, Pastor JP here. Hey, we're so glad that you're joining with us on our podcast today. I pray today that this message stirs your faith, that it builds you up, that it draws you closer to the Father's heart, and ultimately that you just feel the embrace of heaven. We would love to stay connected with you and you to stay connected with us. So please feel free to check us out on our website, oasischurchchicago.com, or download our app, Oasis Church Chicago. Also, you can be sure to join with us on our live stream on our YouTube page every Wednesday night and Sunday morning. Now here's today's message. I'll be speaking from the subject matter, dry places. If you're watching me on, on Facebook, or on YouTube right now, go ahead and put that in the chat, dry places. If you're taking notes, I want you to put that at the top of your notes. We're gonna be landing in 1 Kings chapter 19 today. 1 Kings chapter 19. Picking up at verse one, it says, and Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done. And withal, how he had slain all the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger unto Elijah, saying, So let the gods do to me, and more also, if I make not thy life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. And when he saw that, he arose, and he went for his life. And he came to Beersheba, which belongeth to Judah, and left his servant there. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a juniper tree and he requested for himself that he might die. He said, it is enough. Now, Lord, take away my life for I'm not better than my father's. And as he lay and slept under the juniper tree, behold, then an angel touched him and said unto him, arise and eat. And he looked and behold, there was a cake baking on the coals and a cruise of water at his head and he did eat and drink and lay down again. And the angel of the Lord came to him a second time and touched him and said, arise and eat because the journey is too great for thee. And he arose and he did eat and drink and went in the strength that meet 40 days and 40 nights into Horeb, the Mount of God. And he came unto a cave and lodged there. And behold, the word of the Lord came to Elijah and he said unto him, what are you doing here, Elijah? And he said, I have been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts for the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thine altars and slain thy prophets with the sword. And I, even I only am left and seek my life to take it away. Verse 11 says, and he said, go forth and stand upon the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by and a great strong wind rent the mountains and and break in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake came, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still small voice. And it was so. Elijah heard it and he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entering of the cave and behold, there came a voice unto him and said, what are you doing here, Elijah? And he said, I have been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts because the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, 
And the Lord said unto him, go return on thy way to the wilderness of Damascus. And when thou comest, anoint Hazel to be king over Syria. I want us to look at this passage of scripture from the context of dry places. Because I believe that there's something that we can learn and extract from the word of God while Elijah is in his dry place and apply it to this season of life for some of us that may be going through a dry place as well. As we take notice of this passage of scripture in 1 Kings chapter 19, we see Elijah just coming off of the mountaintop and celebrating some great victories over defeating what, what, what to, to many may be seen uh, uh, as a many great victories over 400 false prophets of Baal. And, and he performs one of his greatest miracles in front of them and God shows up on his behalf. And then all of a sudden he gets word from uh, uh, the, the queen that she's going to kill him and he's afraid for his life and he begins to run. And I found oftentimes after our greatest victories and after our greatest wins, we find ourselves in the most vulnerable of situations and we can suffer the greatest mental defeats. And Elijah's finding himself leaving off of the mountaintop and finding himself in a mental valley of a dry place. It says that he went a day's journey and he hid under a juniper tree and he asked the Lord to allow him to die. And there's some things that we can see in this passage of scripture. And my prayer for us that are watching this right now is that we see how Elijah handled his dry place and apply it to how we may go through our dry place and see how God can utilize seasons like this and make them work together for the good of those that love him. Elijah finds himself in a dry place. But yet and still, we see God do a number of things. And the first one that we see, we see very clearly that God is involved through his grace. God's compassion is also seen in the fact that he gave Elijah great grace in a moment where he understood that Elijah was suffering from great weakness. And I love the passage of scripture in James where it says that when we are faithless, then Jesus is still faithful. Sometimes we come to the end of our road and to the end of our rope and to the end of our ability. And if we're to be honest, a lot of times we feel like throwing in the towel and it's not until we acknowledge our weakness and our limitations that we give God the opportunity to step in and impact our natural with his super. Elijah has no more will to live. He's in one of the darkest seasons of his life. He's experiencing grief. He's experiencing depression. He's experiencing stress and worry, but yet and still God meets him there through an angel and the angel tells him to eat and to drink. Oftentimes we go through what it is that we go through, not because it's God's will, but because we have slipped out of the will of God. But even yet and still, God will meet us right where we are. For writing notes, I want you to write this down. God is not going to send you somewhere where he has not prepared you to go. And if you find yourself in a position or in a season 
where there's great tension and you feel like you're outside of the will of God. Maybe it's not a place that God prepared for you. Maybe it's a place that you prepared for yourself. One of the simplest questions that you can ask that, that has one of the most profound results is did God send me here? Here may not even be a place. Here may be a moment in time. Here may be a season of life that you may be going through. But the question you have to ask yourself is that God send me here. We see God involved in Elijah's life through the grace that God continues to provide for him. We know that God's grace is there because God's presence is there And it says, even though Elijah ran away from God, God continued to run after Elijah. And I don't know about you watching me right now, but I'm so grateful that even when I've ran away from God, God continually pursued after me and he didn't let me go. And he continued to chase me no matter how far I ran. And if you're like me, you found yourself in dry places and in dry seasons and in in dry circumstances where you ran away from the presence of God, but his presence continued to pursue you. This says it did Elijah. It says that he met Elijah under the juniper tree through an angel and the angel told him to eat and to drink. But I love the detail that it gives us before the angel tells him to eat and to drink. It says that the angel of the Lord touched him. And I believe no matter where you are, no matter how dry of a circumstance you may be walking through, no matter how dry of a season you may be in, that God has the ability to touch you right where you are. I don't know what it is that you have need of watching me right now, whether it's a healing or whether it's financial breakthrough or whether it's some help in your family, but I do believe that we serve an all-sufficient Savior that will touch you right where you need to be. Touched. He found Elijah. He chased Elijah. He pursued Elijah. And then he touched Elijah and he told him to eat and to drink. God's presence desires to go with us into dry places. God's presence desires to go with us into desolate places. God's presence desires to go with us into seasons and circumstances that we have no control of, but he does. And if we find ourselves in a position where we are running out of options, that's where we have the opportunity to sink our trust in God. Elijah has no more will to live. He, he's not only found himself in a physical dry place, but he's found himself in a spiritual dry place. Life has emptied his spirit of the sufficiency of God's presence. And even in his emptiest moment, even in the lowest moment of his life, God still meets him where he is and God still touches him. I don't know where you are in life. I don't know if this is a good moment for you or if this is the lowest moment of your life. But regardless of where you may be, I'm a firm believer that God can touch you right where you are. Elijah is running. He's hiding. He's taking cover on a juniper tree. And he's asking God, God, allow me to leave this place. I don't, I don't have the will to live. I don't desire to go through the pain, the turmoil, the stress, the worry anymore. I don't want to be here. And God touches him. And there's some of you watching me right now. You found yourself 
in a dark place, in a dark season, in a dark time. And I believe as you're watching this, God is gonna touch you. He's gonna heal your mind. He's gonna renew your soul. He's gonna refresh your spirit. God has the ability and he desires to touch you right where you have need of. And so right now, whatever it is that you have need of, I encourage you just to write it down in your notes and circle it as a reminder that God has the ability to touch you right where you have need of. And he desires to bring living waters to every dry place of your life. Elijah goes from hiding under a juniper tree and he finds this cave in the mountain and it says that he took cover in a cave. He couldn't find the cover that he wanted under a juniper tree, so he ran a little bit further and he found cover under a cave in a mountain. And as he was trying to take cover there, he realized no matter where I go, I can't outrun the presence of God. No matter where I go, I cannot outrun the voice of God. No matter where I go, I cannot run the power of God. And no matter where you are in life, you need to know that you cannot outrun God's agenda and his will and his want for your life. And God speaks to Elijah while he's in the cave, while he's in the wilderness, while he's alone and he asks him a question. Elijah, how did you get here? A lot of times we read that and we think that God is talking about a location when in fact God is talking about a posture. He's asking Elijah, how did you get here? You've seen me do great miracles before. You've heard my voice before. You've felt my presence before. You've seen my power before. How did you get here? You've experienced great miracles before. You've seen me move through you before. How did you get here? You've seen me do what only I can do. How did you get here? How did you come to this dry place? How, how did you wind up in the wilderness? How did you get here? How did you come to find yourself in a season of unbelief where you've seen me do only things that I can do? How did you get here? My question for some of us is how did you get here? You've seen God do great miracles before in your life. And the reality is he's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. But you got to ask yourself the question, how did I get here? How did I come to the place where I no longer seek the presence of God like I once seek the presence of God? How did I get to the place where I no longer pursue after the power of God like I once pursued the power of God? How did I get here? How did I come to this place? And the reality is, life has a tendency to lead us when we take our hands off of the wheel and our foot off of the throttle and going in the direction that God has called us to go into. When we no longer surrender our lives to God the way that he desires for us to surrender our life to him, life takes control of the will. And before you know it, you've gone further than you've desired to go. You've stayed longer than you desired to stay. 
You find yourself in places that you have no desire to be in. It's because you let up off the gas. You took your hands off of the wheel and you allowed life to put you in cruise control. If you get nothing else out of this right now, I want you to do some personal inventory on yourself and ask yourself the question, how did I get here? Are you in the position that you're in because of conviction or are you in the position that you're in because you got comfortable? How did you get here? Sure, you may not be able to gather in a building like you once did, but are you engaged in your community, in your church family as you once was? How did you get here? Have you found yourself in both a physical dry place and yet a spiritual dry place all at the same time? How did you get here? My prayer for you watching me right now is that you would receive an infilling of the river of the Holy Spirit to bring you out of that wilderness, to bring you out of that cave, to bring you out of that dry place and experience a newness of God like you never have before because the reality is in every season, God does not desire to depreciate his presence. He desires to appreciate his presence in your life. So every time you turn around, every time you look, he gets better and better. He gets greater and greater. And every time he asks you the question, how did you get here? You can say with assurance and with authority, I got here through your leading, God. I got here through, through the obedience that I've surrendered to you. I've got here because of your direction, not because of your comfort. How did you get here? Elijah found himself in the mouth of the cave, asking himself the question, how did I get here? Scripture continues to read that God told him to stand in the mouth of the cave, stand in the opening. It says that strong winds came, but God was not there. An earthquake came and God was not there. A fire came and God was not there. And then a still small voice. And God was there. And God wants you to know right now, no matter where you are, his presence can find you. No matter how dry of a place you may be in, no matter how deep in the wilderness you may have gone, God's presence can find you. And the reality is God can use you right where you are if you allow him to be in control. How did you get here? Are you in this dry place because he called you there? Or are you in this dry place because you're running from something? Maybe the very thing that you are running from is the very thing that God desires for you to run to. How did you get here? I want to read to you another passage of scripture. In Psalm chapter 51, verse 17, the King James Version says, the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O God, thou will not despise. And so you may find yourself in a dry place. You may find yourself in the wilderness season. You, you may find yourself in a dark time, but a contrite heart, God cannot despise. 
And so the thing that I encourage you to do is acknowledge where you are because if you are broken, God will chase after you. If you find yourself in a contrite situation, God said, I cannot despise it. I will chase after you wherever you are. I'm coming after you wherever you may be. I'm pursuing you wherever you are. I'm chasing you down. God's presence is coming after you. Goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. I want you to ask yourself this question. How did I get here? It is when you find your voice that you begin to create your reality. Notice the scripture says that he didn't find God in the wind. He didn't find God in the earthquake. He didn't find God in the fire. He found God in a still, small voice You will find your reality when you find your voice. He was showing Elijah, you can hear me if you listen and you can hear me if you pull out of you the spirit of God that is in you. You can find your reality if you can find your voice. Are you an echo of someone else or are you a unique sound, a unique voice that God is using in this season? I've made up my mind to no longer be an echo of what I hear everyone else saying, but allow God to speak through me so that people can experience the uniqueness of who he has made me to be in seasons like this. He found God in a still, small voice. And oftentimes we say, I can't hear God. God's not speaking to me. He's not saying anything. I've prayed and I've prayed and I've prayed and I've prayed. And I still don't see anything and I still don't hear anything. And the reality is sometimes we don't hear God in the way that we expect to hear God. And therefore we miss what he is saying to us. If Elijah would have bottlenecked the voice of God or the power of God just to the wind, he never would experience them. If Elijah would have stifled God just to the earthquake and how he's seen him do miraculous things before, he wouldn't have experienced them. Or if he had limited God based off of the last miracle that he's seen and sending fire down from heaven, then he wouldn't have experienced them. But it says that he heard the voice of God and a still small voice. And I want you to know right now that in this season and for seasons to come, God is going to speak to you in unconventional ways. It may not look the same. It may not be the same as what you expected, but thank God he does not live up to our expectations. Thank God he desires to surpass them. And so I want you to take the limits off of God and even in a dry place, God can send streams of new life. Even in a dry place, God can send streams of new ideas. Even in a dry place, God can speak to you in unconventional ways if you listen to what it is that God is saying. So no matter what that dry place is, my prayer for you watching me right now is that you would give God the opportunity to move beyond your expectations. Because if we're to be honest, some of us, we expect God to show up in the earthquake. We expect God to show up in the wind. We expect God to show up in the fire. And God is saying, no, those are ways that I use in the past. But in this season, I desire to reveal to you something brand new. And so whatever that looks like for your life, my prayer 
is that you would open the eyes of your heart so that you could see God do what only he can do in dry places such as this. So dearly Father, I thank you for those that are tuned in right now, leaning into your presence, to your word. I thank you, God, that just as your word has said in Isaiah, you can send rivers through the desert, God, that you would send rivers of living water through every dry place of our life. And so, God, we thank you that even in seasons like this, our hope is anchored in the fact that the rest of our life will be the best of our life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.